Well, thank you all for coming in today. And I want to start this section talking about the signs and symptoms of bowel cancer. What is it that people should be looking out for? Okay, so some of the symptoms that might occur are a change in bowel habit. So it's anything that's a change for you from your normal bowel habit. A lump in your tummy, pain in your tummy or abdomen, um, bleeding from the bottom or, or from your poo or in your poo, and unexplained tiredness, breathlessness, dizziness, unexplained weight loss. All of those symptoms could, only could, um, indicate bowel cancer. Um, but what we would recommend, uh, based on the evidence, is that it's safe to watch and wait for up to three weeks. And if symptoms persist, then you should definitely go and see your GP and um, get the GP to look into it. Now, in most circumstances, those symptoms will not be bowel cancer. They will be another condition, and we've talked about some of those conditions. They could be irritable bowel syndrome, piles, ulcerative colitis, um, simple, simply constipation. Um, but it's important to talk to your GP, and if you think that those symptoms are worrying and the GP agrees, then, then they should refer you for further tests. And also I think that whilst you're there, they can always do some blood tests. Yes. And one of the blood tests, which is crucial for bowel cancer, uh, is maybe just to give you an idea, but there is something called a tumor marker for CA199, or you could use a CEA, which I'm sure is something Vivian had to go through and check All the time. each time Every she comes for treatment for six months, we'll check her tumor marker. Mm -hmm. And this could give you an indication of if there is something wrong with your bowel or not. I think it's important that people understand the signs and symptoms also of bowel cancer Absolutely. that they may not be aware of. Um, and for example, there is extreme tiredness. If you know for a few weeks you've been extremely tired or lost of appetite without any reasons. Um, you could also bleed from your, the bottom parts of bleeding in a stool. Um, and also any change in bowel habits uh, lasting three weeks or more, or maybe a pain in your tummy, uh, or maybe pain when you go to the toilet. So any changes, you should report to your GP as soon as possible. You should not wait and think it will get better. I think it's safer to get yourself checked. Um, my, my cancer wasn't actually that early, it was stage 3C. So I did have mm -hmm. six months of chemotherapy afterwards. But um, um, basically, what actually happened with me, I did have blood in my stools, I did have blood in my poo, um, that part of passage, but um, because it was very fresh, the doctor decided it was hemorrhoids. Mm. So actually what happened was I was on a three-yearly colonoscopy check yeah. because I had a polyp removed back in 2009. I went to the doctors in March 2012 with blood um, it was diagnosed as hemorrhoids, so I just waited until it was actually my colonoscopy time in the October. Um, symptoms hadn't reduced, as it happens, and that's when the tumour was found uh, all the way around in my colon. So just going on to what a, a colonoscopy is actually like, um, I've had a few, <laughs> and I can't have any more now because I don't have any access, so that's great. I don't have a colon. Um, so, yeah, basically it is a camera um, up your bottom. Um, I vaguely remember one time having just uh, a little something in the back of my hand and it makes you a bit 
drowsy and that was absolutely fine that time. Everyone's different. You can have gas and air, uh, which is I think what I had the second time and it was much more uncomfortable mm. because it feels like it's blowing your tummy up basically. So you've got the camera going into your, your bottom and having a real good look around. Um, uh, but as I say, it's quite interesting because you can actually watch the, the camera on the screen so you can actually see how lovely and clean your, your colon is because you've had a, uh, I certainly had uh, some product stuff that I had to take to start Trump. off with um, to clear everything completely out. So that's an interesting sort of uh, little effect in the first instance before you go off and have your colonoscopy. But uh, as I say, the first couple of times when I had a colonoscopy, it wasn't a problem and it was quite interesting just watching what was going on on the screen and, and seeing what was going, where the, where the camera was going. Yes, it was an interesting um, experience to say the least, but that's how my, my cancer was found. So I'm you know, very thankful that I was on a three-yearly colonoscopy check because otherwise that might not have been the case. It might not have been diagnosed and treated as, as soon as it was. And the other, I think another important thing to say is actually to look in the toilet after you go to the loo, um, which we aren't very good at doing over here. And I know that on the continent, actually, toilets are designed in such a way that your stool actually stays in the toilet for a while. So you can have a quick look and make sure that everything is OK. Um, there's a thing called the Bristol stool chart which always causes a bit of a titter, but is actually quite a useful tool to help you to understand the consistency, what, what is normal for you and what might be a, a, a bit of a flag. And, um, you know, as you said, Steph, you know, always check when you go to the loo. That's one of the most important things you can do to look after yourself. So it sounds like the real challenge is the fact that the symptoms, the indications, are also indications of many other things. Yep. So that makes the screening very important. Mm -hmm. um, so what kind of screening is available to, to us here in the UK? There are publicly available screening programmes across the UK from age 60 in England, Wales and Northern Ireland and from age 50 in Scotland. And that is the Fecal Occult Blood Test that uh, Stephanie talked about earlier which is you will get through the post a pack and you will be asked to take three samples of your poo in your own home put it in the post send it back and you will get um, a result of that screening um, the other um, piece of information is that there's a new much more effective test called fit um, which um, England has agreed to introduce from 2018 and Scotland will introduce at some point. Um, so this is a new and better, more sensitive, more effective test that everyone recognises will be better but isn't yet in place, but it's coming. So these are the things that people should ask their GPs about if they do have any concerns? They should, yes. And what kind of screening is available at BMI? Um, so at BMI we have uh, blood tests as we spoke about, we also have colonoscopy um, and we, can, we do offer the form as well, so that's what we have in BMI. So uh, I'm thinking really of people who aren't in those, I guess the high risk categories, <coughs> the screening comes in automatically at that point, mm -hmm. the NHS screening, is that correct? Yeah, um, yeah, yes. Sorry, but if you do have concerns and you're not... It's a universal screening process. So the screening process is universal. You don't have to be 
um, identifies as high risk. Mm -hmm. You have to be identified as over 16 yeah. in Wales and Ireland, or over 15 in Scotland. So we would say, you know your body. If you, you know, are worried, then do be insistent, be assertive about getting a referral for further mm -hmm. tests. We would agree with that entirely. It's it's sort of, it's it's. You know, quite hard to say, put it on yourself and take responsibility for it yourself. But because bowel cancer is among a plethora of other conditions which are, you know, affect hundreds of thousands of people, you are likely to get a diagnosis of IBS, which we don't know enough about either, um, before a diagnosis of something like an inflammatory bowel disease. So uh, I'd agree entirely with Judith on that. You know your body, you, uh, you instinct, you sort of have a gut feeling if something is wrong. So go back and and harass and and you do need to, you will get a referral if you if you keep going if you keep going back and, and asking for one i quite like that, that, that idea of you know having a gut feeling that seems very apt doesn't it yeah it, but it's true um you know there's a lot of um there's the vagus nerve which is in your gut actually sends messages to your brain rather than the other way around so although we term it a gut feeling um, and, and it's sort of gone into common parlance, it's actually got a very solid scientific background um, and actually gut feelings should be uh, should be taken very seriously by everyone. Trust your bum. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's trying to... Go for that job, don't go for that job, have a child, don't have it, you know, your gut will, will often be quite a good uh, indicator of whether you should take that decision, so it's not just about going to the GP in that instance. That's the end of this part of the discussion. If you want more information, look out for the other episodes in this series and visit our website at bmihealthcare.co.uk. Look out for the Be Bowel Cancer Aware campaign page where you can download our awareness guide.